1 Corinthians 15.58 says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, uh, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Uh, read that with me one more time. It says, Therefore, my beloved brethren, He's talking to Christians. He's talking to the brethren. That's us, men and women, boys and girls, those of us that believe in Jesus Christ. He says, be steadfast, unmovable in the work of the Lord. Uh, and he says, abounding always uh, in the work of the Lord for as much as you know. He says, uh, Paul says, this is something that you know in your heart. You know, and we should know uh, that our work that we do for the Lord is not in vain. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was at my house. And I was uh, in one of the closets there under the carport and I was moving some things around and I went in there. I hadn't been in there in a while. And I went in as I began to look around, move some stuff around. I noticed there was a lot of dust. I noticed there was a lot of uh, things, I guess you could say, maybe even junk, perhaps that was laying around in that closet. Maybe some of you know kind of what I'm talking about. or You may have a place like that in your house. But as I looked around, I noticed there was a lot of cobwebs. I noticed there was a lot of evidence around that room of, uh, you could say, stagnation or neglect, maybe. There was just evidence all around that no one had been in that room, that I hadn't been in there in a while, and that no one had been uh, keeping it up and taking care of it. And I think about that, and I think about how there was evidence there that you could see there was dust. There was even a lot of pollen in there uh, that had been blowing through in the last couple of days. And as I think about that, I think about us as Christians, uh, when we become stagnant, when we become uh, neglectful in our Christian lives, there's evidence of it. Uh, we won't be able to hide the neglect, the stagnation that's in our Christian lives. And when we look at this passage here, uh, I want to zero in on the part that says always abounding in the work of the Lord, always abounding. That word abounding means overflowing. It means active. It means excelling. Uh, the word abounding here is the opposite of stagnation. It's the opposite of something that's just sitting still. It's the word the overflowing. It means that we're active for Jesus Christ. We're, we're working for Him. Uh, this passage here in 1 Corinthians, uh, you notice there at the very beginning of this verse, it says, therefore, the word therefore is there for a reason because it's referring to everything before this verse. And before this, the Bible talks about the second coming of Jesus Christ. It talks about uh, the rapture. It talks about the resurrection one day that uh, all of us as believers are going to take part in. And it talks about how one day we're going to see Jesus Christ. And he says, because of all those things, he says, continue always abounding in the work of the Lord. You know, uh, as I look around in Christianity today, and many of you know uh, this to be true, a lot of Christians are very stagnant today. Uh, we're very stagnant. We're very uh, neglectful in our Christian lives. You say, oh, well, how is that so? How, where do you see stagnation? Well, when you see people uh, that don't come to church, uh, you see people that uh, they're not serving God anymore. Uh, today, you see a lot of people, for whatever reason, they have neglected whatever service they may have do been doing before, and they've left that off to the salaried positions now. You see a lot of people that, uh, the, the people, the laymen, you would call them in the churches, they don't get involved as much as they used to. Uh, I guess maybe today people have the mindset that, oh, well, we're paying so-and-so and they're, uh, they're on staff at the church or they're there making this uh, paycheck and we'll leave that to them. We'll, we'll, we'll let them run the activities. We'll let them run the, the show, so to speak. And you know, it shouldn't be that way. Uh, it shouldn't be that way because the Bible says that we're always supposed to be abounding in the work of the Lord. That's for all of us. That's for every Christian. Every Christian, the Bible says, to be laboring and to be overflowing with the work of the Lord. You know, 
as I was cleaning out that closet, I saw a lot of cobwebs and I saw a lot of evidence uh, of stagnation. And you know, when you look at Christians in the world today, there's evidence of stagnation everywhere. Churches typically don't soul win as much as they used to. Uh, churches don't run different routes like they used to. And I, and I know things have changed, times have changed, and a lot of times because of insurance purposes and different things, uh, some of that's not practical anymore. But a lot of people will say, oh, well, you know, Brother Alex, it's because of COVID. You know, because of COVID, we've had to uh, cut back on some things. You know, really, I, I, I don't believe that. I, I don't believe that. I, I know COVID has affected, but even before COVID came along, there was signs and evidence, just like I saw those cobwebs, there were signs and evidence spiritually that there was stagnation in the church churches don't soul win as much as they used to i remember days gone by we would have revivals uh, we would have conferences and people from all over the area would come people from all over the state would come and now if we have a revival and, and i know it's covid time i understand that but even before covid and you you understand what i'm saying even before covid uh, there would be a revival or a conference and and brother christian or the pastor or whatever church and and, and understand i'm not just talking about faith I'm talking in general. Uh, if a conference comes along or, or there's a revival, we have to beg people to come. We have to do gimmicks and we have to uh, do different things to try to force them to come to the church service. What is that? that? That stagnation, it shows that there's neglect. They don't have a passion. They don't want to be at church. Uh, they're not abounding in the work of the Lord. And I think that we've forgotten that the Bible says very clearly that your work for the Lord is not in vain. Uh, many Christians are sad they're depressed they don't enjoy their christian life they say man you know going to church and following god and all those things i, I don't enjoy it it's not fun and i understand that everything's not about fun but a lot of times we don't enjoy living for god because we're not really obeying what the bible says uh, the bible says that we're supposed to be winning souls we're supposed to be bringing people to jesus christ I've told this people to the ones in the Spanish church many times. I've shared this with them uh, that I've noticed one of my observations as, as the, the pastor there in the Spanish ministry as, as I look out is a lot of times when we get focused on ourselves and we start getting involved and there's, you could say there's a lot of drama and conflicts in the church and there's a lot of fighting going on and a lot of uh, sin in the church. You know what I've noticed a lot of times that comes in moments when we're not focused on winning souls, when there's no new visitors in the church, uh, there's no new people in the church, we're not bringing any friends, uh, we're not bringing any co-workers. When, when we stop doing the work of God, then we start getting distracted and we start attacking each other and we start criticizing one another. We start criticizing the pastor and criticizing the church workers and, and, and criticizing this and that and we get bitter and we get angry and then pretty soon we're not serving God. We're not abounding. We're not overflowing like the Bible says. But you know, I've also noticed that when visitors start coming, people get saved and people are getting baptized. Man, it changes the church. The whole atmosphere is different. Pretty soon, and instead of criticizing and attacking one another, there's a buzz in there. There's an excitement because someone new came to church. There's a visitor or a friend came to church. And you know, I've noticed that even for Easter, we had some families in the Spanish church that they brought some friends in. You know, they knew their friends were coming. They had even told me a couple days before that service that they had invited friends. And I saw an excitement in them that week that I hadn't seen in a long time. They were excited. They were, they were energetic because they knew that maybe they didn't know if they were going to come for sure, but they had that hope that their friend or their loved one was going to come to church. And they were excited. There was a joy in their life because why? Because they were doing the work of the Lord. Because the work of the Lord is souls. The work of the Lord is, is winning the lost. And I just want to remind you that that's a work for all of us to do. 
Not just the ones that get paid. Not just the ones that are on staff. Not just the ones that, that, that have a title or have a position. That's for every Christian. Every Christian. Paul says, Beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For you know that your labor is not in vain. Now that word labor is funny uh, because labor means hard work. You know, when you work with people, sooner or later you're going to get your feelings hurt. Sooner or later you're going to go through some heartache. I think a lot of times many Christians, many churches, they have started out working hard. They started out uh, overflowing. They started out right on the right path, but then heartache came. Maybe a person they invited left the church or they uh, stopped coming to church or they got off in sin or a family entered into something and maybe they're away from God right now. And people get discouraged because you know what? Working with people, it is a labor. Uh, it is stressful. It is heartbreaking at times and it is difficult. And sometimes you just all you can do is just dust yourself off and get up and, and get back up and keep going and, and go for the next family, go for the next uh, new person, the next visitor. And that's what we have to do. But it is work and it is hard, but don't get discouraged because it's not in vain. The Bible says it's not in vain. I was reading about a church recently that's in a very large city uh, in this country. And I was reading about some of the workers there that worked at the church. And I was reading specifically about uh, a man from Korea that he was, uh, he, he grew up in the Air Force. That was his career. He worked in the Air Force. He was in the military. He began to attend the church and uh, as he began to come to the church, he would he got involved in a prayer meeting that the church would have. He began praying. He began helping. He got a passion. He got a, a burden for more people to come to church. He started uh, some different organizations that were missions-minded. One thing led to another, and uh, finally the pastor of the church had invited him. He said, look, you know, you've been working so hard. You've been so busy you know, really, the things that you're doing, you're so busy with uh, with winning souls and winning people to Jesus Christ. Would you consider leaving your job? Would you consider leaving that job and coming here uh, to work full time at the church? And they made him a pastor there. Now, he didn't go to a, the uh, a seminary. He didn't get go to theology school. He was just a layman. They got so busy in the church, that was so busy working for God that he actually created his own place there. And not only that, but he, he didn't stop there. He went on and he opened his own mission foundation. And now that mission foundation is reaching thousands and thousands for Jesus Christ. They're sending out missionaries. Now, he didn't start out uh, at a Bible college. He didn't start out in a seminary. He didn't start out with a, a doctorate in theology or, or biblical studies. He was just a layman. There was overflowing and he was working for the Lord. He was abounding always in the work of the Lord. And one thing led to another and the Lord blessed him. And now it's not just about the position or, or the title that he has or, or where he's at, but he's actually doing the work of the Lord. Many people are getting saved because of what he's doing. And I think about that man and I think about how, how backwards we have it today. How backwards is the church today that for some reason, laymen and people that are just in the pews, we think that, that, that maybe we can't serve God unless we, we get trained and unless we, uh, we go through 26 classes about how to win souls. And that's just not true. Now, I'm all for training and you understand that. But guys, the Bible says always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's what we're supposed to do because it's not in vain. It's not a waste. It's not empty. Uh, brother, but you don't understand. If I don't get paid the right amount. Yeah, I understand. But you know what? God says there's something more than money. There's something better than money. There's rewards that will come in heaven on the other side of this life. 
And sometimes I think that in our world today, and I'm not talking about faith church. I know we have a great church here, but I think about in Christianity as a whole, many Christians today have lost sight of that. We have lost sight that Jesus is the one that's going to reward us. Jesus is the one that we serve, not our pastor. Yeah, we, we do serve the pastor, but the main pastor is Jesus Christ. You know, the pastor can change. Uh, a pastor can retire. A pastor can pass away. We, we don't serve the man. We serve the Savior. And, and yes, we do serve our, our pastor. You understand what I'm saying, but uh, we serve Jesus Christ. He's the one that we're serving. It's labor for him, and he, of him we have our reward. Uh, and that verse says, at the very end, it says, Serving the Lord, abounding always in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know, your labor is not in vain. But look at the last part. It says, it's not in vain in the Lord. It's in the Lord. Uh, don't do it in your flesh. Uh, don't do it for yourself. Do it for Jesus Christ. And it won't be in vain. He will bless you. He will use you. you know, I, going back to that closet there at my house that I was cleaning out, I just that just stuck with me as I thought, man, there's cobwebs everywhere. And I, I hate spiders. I hate spiders. Some of you do too, and I hate them, but I got a broom. And I said, you know what, man, I, I got to do something. I got to clean this closet out. It's getting out of hand in here. I got a broom. I went through. I got those cobwebs out, cleaned that closet out. And pretty soon it started looking pretty good in there. Now, you know, I'm able to put more things in there. I was able to get some, some junk that was in there, got that stuff out, threw away some things that we didn't need anymore. And, you know, that's what we need to do in our Christian lives. You need to get the broom of the Holy Spirit. You need to get the broom of the Word and clean out some things in your life. Uh, we're stagnant. The, the church is stagnant. I'm not talking about faith church. I'm talking about Christianity today. In this world, we're stagnant. Uh, we're, we're just not, we're not where we used to be. And, and, and look, it's not about getting back where we were. It's about reaching new heights, new plateaus. It's about being better than we were 30 years ago, better than we were 40 years ago. Let, let's not talk about, well, what did we do in the past camp meeting or what did we do in the past revivals or what did we do in this generation? No, forget that. Let's look beyond the horizon. Let's look to greater heights, new things. Let's be better than we ever were before. What's stopping us? Why, why, have, we, why have we let off of the gas pedal? Oh, is it because the, the, the presidential administration has changed? Uh, are we off of the gas pedal now as Christians because, uh, because things have changed in the world? Are, are we on the brakes now because of COVID? Are, are we on the brakes now because of, uh, of the changing atmosphere politically or, or with insurance companies? Why? Let, let's get passionate for God. The Bible says overflowing. I, I'm speaking to all churches. I don't know who's going to see this video tonight. I don't know where it's going to go. I hope it will be a blessing to you, but I just want to challenge you tonight. Don't get stagnant. Let's not get stagnant. Now, you know, we can't control what other people do. Uh, we can't control what other churches do. Uh, we can't control what our neighbors on the pew over from us can do. We can't control that, but we can control ourselves. Don't let yourself, don't let your family, don't let your life go stagnant. Don't get neglectful in your spiritual life. The Bible says always abounding. You say, well, I, there's, what do I do? Hey, I'm pretty sure that there's lost people around you in your life that you can witness to, that you can invite, that you can talk to about Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, the grocery stores still have lost people walking in them. I mean, I heard of a guy just recently, he said that he, he, he didn't feel comfortable knocking on doors because of COVID. So what he did was uh, he went and he got some tracks and he stood outside of a, of a store and he just handed out tracks. And the more I thought about that, I said, man, you know, that was what a genius idea, because you know what? 
you're not, you're not at home, so you're just there on the side of the street. You can wear your mask if you want to. And if the people want to talk to you, they can. If they don't, they don't have to. But you're there. You're passing out the tracks. If they want to talk to you, they can. If the Lord opens the door for you to witness, man, what better way? We have to adapt. We have to think outside the box. We have to always be abounding in the work of the Lord. That's what the Bible tells us to do. So don't go stagnant. Don't, don't, don't be neglectful in your spiritual life. Maybe you need to get the broom out. Maybe you need to clean out your life. I don't know what it is, but I just want to challenge us uh, to, to get up and to be uh, steadfast, to be unmovable for Jesus Christ, even more so as we see that day approaching. Look at our world. We know that Jesus is coming soon. Let's get on the let, Let's get working for Him. Let's not slow down. Let's speed up the car. Let, let's work faster. Let's work more. Let's try to make the church even bigger. Let's, let's try to make the church grow for Jesus. I hope that's been a blessing to you. Let's close in prayer. Dear God, we thank you for this night. We thank you for everyone that has been watching. We pray for our church. We pray for everyone that's uh, around the world today, all the churches. We pray for the churches that are working hard for you. We pray for them. We pray that you give us the strength to continue working steadfastly, abounding for you, God. Thank you for everything that you do. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.